First Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. This year counts as my 26th year being part of Nairobi Lighthouse Church. Can you imagine that? You know, and, and, and through all my years, from the onset, one of many things, there's one of many things that has always remained so consistent about NLC. And it's our heart to always be outward. Ever since I came to Nairobi Lighthouse Church, the heart has always been to be outward. That as God works in our lives, we have never let go of his heart and desire, according to 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, uh, the portion in the B portion, that not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. And with that, that has just been what has been, uh, I've just been immersed into this church over the last 26 years. I've been immersed into this amazing world from the get-go. Right from the onset, I was told as I, I started joining Cell, ah, please invite someone to Cell. Hey, invite my friend. The ones who used to do bad things together. <laughs> I invite them to Cell. Uh, let me just change first. I'll, I'll, I'll work on that later. You know, I remember once, we're in the middle of town, and Miss Amy asks me, hey, guys, out of the blue, she says, you see that man? Go minister the word of God to them. Go share the gospel. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> number one, you can't say no. <laughs> number two, you are going ahead, right? Number three, you have no clue what you're about to say, but you do it. And I went. And I froze. And I have no idea until today what I said. But I just remember, and I was able to share something and live. And to God be the glory, I don't know if he got born again, but he had the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? And so that's, that's the world I have been immersed in. I've been immersed in going for missions. You know, in my youth and, and vigor as a teenager, I was sent to Malindi to go preach. Man, and, and, and in youthfulness, I go and as I preach, I remember reaching to one young boy. He's like seven years old. Maze in the throes, Maze, I believe God has the word for him. God is prophesying. I hold him, Maze, tears in my eyes. You shall be the president of Kenya. I have learned a lot in my time. <laughs> God has taught me a lot. But more than that, I have been so immersed into this world of always being outward. And when I went to USIU, I would sit in the bus and everyone would come sit next to me. I would take my opportunity. I'd share. Now, Maze, after being pushed, being thrown out into the deep end, now I'm confident. I'm like, I can share the gospel. And so I would always find something to talk about. You know, like, have you finished your assignments? And, and, and find a way to bring in the gospel. It was just life. You know, I was always, I'd always wait to preach to the person next to me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, even now, whenever I'm in an Uber, I always wait and wait. Okay, awesome. The first question is, how is the Uber business going? And for the guy to say, man, it is terrible. I'm like, awesome, come on now. You know something? This world is hard without Jesus Christ. I, I, I think of my, I look at my Uber ride and I think, oh, there's 20 minutes in there. Man, I'm going to take my opportunity. You know, and church, that's why every first Sunday of the month is so significant. We deck out in our African attire. <laughs> the choir goes all out. We put out our flags. 
You know why? We hear what missionaries are doing in our world, like just what we've heard. Why? So that we can always be on mission. So that we can always keep our eyes outward to a world that is waiting to hear the gospel and reach repentance. Amen? And this Sunday is no different. And I want us to focus, I want to focus us outward to the lost. There, there, there are many ways to keep our eyes looking to who is in our world, who is needing the gospel. And one of them is actually mentioned in the main text. And that's what we are going to be sharing about. It says, first of all, I urge that all supplication, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. What do you think we are talking about today? The word is intercession. However, let me be, can I be real here? You know, how this topic came about was, was really from, from a low moment. It's, in my prayer time recently, I was a, it was time to pray for Kenya and I, I remember I was, I was so frustrated with the state of the country. I was really frustrated. I was, I was almost giving up. And I remember praying for Kenya with such a bad attitude. So you can be real. I'm still being obedient, right? But Lord, see this state. And, and God got a hold of me. God rebuked me, corrected me in the best way possible. God just reminded me that in dire situation, he still has the answer. In the most dire situation, he still has the solution. So he asked me, look at this from my perspective. Stop praying from your perspective. So do you know, guys, when you know what I did? I repented. Right then, then, God, I'm sorry. It's true. You're right. And I started praying and looking at this country from a different vantage point. And can I tell you guys, my hope for my country is being rekindled little by little. And so I went deeper to understand this element of being on mission through interceding. And so I want to read you guys a scripture as I set it up. And the scripture is Ezekiel chapter 22 verse 30. We read from the BSB, the Berean Study Bible, and it says, I searched for a man among them to repair the wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land so that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. I searched for a man to stand in the gap and using the phrase in the gap, let's discover more on interceding as we talk about in the gap for breakthrough. In the gap for breakthrough. Let's go. The word intercede means to come in between in order to meet with. It also means to act between two parties with a view to reconcile those who defer or contend. And another meaning is to make requests to someone. This is being God on behalf of another person. So, the phrase in the gap, today I want to use it and say, it is the action or the state of bringing two parties together in order that they may meet with a view to reconcile. 
that they may meet with a view to reconcile. What are we doing? We are looking outward to the lost. And we are praying that, Lord God, how can I stand in this gap so that I can bring two parties so that they can have a space, a meeting, to see if there's a possibility of reconciliation. Let me break it down. Let me make it practical. Let me see if we can express this in our world right now. For this, I want to make, I want to give you guys an illustration. And for this illustration, in the view to make a deal. And so because I love Google, I'm an Android guy, I'm an Android fan. I want to use two chairs that we have on stage. And I want to use two companies. And I want to show you how standing in the gap is the desire to broker a deal. Working towards that chair that is right there and that chair to come together and have a meeting point. And so I'm in the gap making sure I can do whatever I need to do to that chair to bring it closer and that chair as much as possible to bring it closer so that there would be a meeting point. And again, as I said, because I'm an Android fan, we'll use the company Google, all right? In the year 2013, Google acquired a company by the name Waze, okay? And it acquired the company for about $1.2 billion. This is what happened. That there was one company which was bigger that wanted this other company because it had some aspects of maps that it wanted. And so this company, we needed to reach that company. So there must be a middleman, and that middleman tried to bring this company and this company together so that they can meet, so that they can be a deal struck. So imagine with me what must have happened behind the scenes. Imagine this middleman went and asked, Sir, what a company, Google, what, why are your terms? What do you need for you to get this other company, this company? Hey, well, Google says that if you do this and this and this, they will give you a deal. They said, no, no, us, we want this and this and this. Oh, really? Okay. They said this and this instead. Can this work? Yes. Really? Okay. Awesome. Let me go back and tell them. Okay. And they're going back and forth is trying to see if Google and Waze can come a little bit closer to each other because when they meet, the hope, the belief, the trust is that there's going to be a deal. And so I have to get in the middle to seal the deal. And, and, and sometimes, guys, as you've noticed, it's not me going one time to Google, one time to Waze. It may be something slow. It may need my patience. It may need my father. It may need my, no, 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 no. I, you got this. You lead this company. This company is awesome. No, 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 you, you, you have to. Life will change when you have Google. You know why? Right now you're only worth $12 million because it is, and it was worth $12 million. But there is some company that if you get, you'll be worth $1.2 billion. Your life will never be the same. And it may take 
a little work. It may take a little consultation. It might take a little effort or a lot of effort from this middle guy. But if I continually do it, there's hope <laughs> that has come. There's trust. Come. And as we keep doing this, you will see and we will see a meeting happen. And so with this illustration in mind, I hope you've understood it. We want to look at scripture. We want to look at the word of God and find out truth as we ask the question, what is the breakthrough in the gap? Because you, you who are in this gap, you who know how much this company, or let me say this, this company needs this company, you will do everything you can in the gap. You will intercede. You will try and make sure that there's a meeting here and here. So let's make it scriptural. Let's make it practical using our word today. So the first point to break through in the gap is that there will be or there's a connection in the gap. There's a hope. There's a trust that there'll be a connection in the gap. So I want to tell you, see, that was a party. This was a company. This was a company, right? This was another company. Now let's bring it home. This is my, this is my lost friend. This is my lost workmate. This is my lost mom and dad. This is my unsaved brother or sister. My neighbor. This is the shopkeeper who I go by Maziwa from every morning. But I know they don't know who God is. And as I pray, this is my, this is my God. This is the one who has the answer. He has the solution. And so I know there has and I need that, that connection to happen. But I know something about this party that I am privy to, that I, I value so much. And that is in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25, it says, Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. I know that this party is desirous of that party. I know this party has been doing everything to make sure that this party gets to know about who he is. Romans chapter 8 verse 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. He is so interested in that party that he will help you make sure I said the right thing so that this guy can keep coming closer and closer and closer. So what does it mean? What does it look like? Man, I want God. God, my workmate needs you. Lord, my workmate is desperate, but he does not know how to find you. So Jesus Christ, help me. Help me know how to pray for them. Help me know how to go and reach that wonderful friend of mine. And so, it's like asking Google, how do you want me to approach ways? It 
consulting with the Holy Spirit on how should I approach him in prayer. So it's this friend of mine and maybe he was once saved. And here I am and I tell God, God, you have the mercy. God, you have the desire. Lord, I pray that you'd start drawing him to you once again. But you don't stop there. You come and you pray, God. He has a bad friend group. Lord, the people he's hanging out with are not good for him. So Lord, change. Change his friends. And I come back to God. Lord, you know something that would really minister to him? Lord, you may please show me by the Holy Spirit specific, something specific I can pray for them. And God says, you know what? Pray that, that he gets healed of his migraines. So in the gap I pray. Lord, I have no idea why I'm praying this. I just felt it in my spirit to pray. Lord, I pray that the, that the, the migraine will be healed. That no longer shall he have headaches upon headaches. And Lord God, may that be something that will be significant for him enough to draw him closer. And you come and you say, God, you are good. Lord, I pray that as they come closer, Lord, you're drawing nearer because of who you are. And guys, as I am in the gulf, guess what I get to see? As I eventually pray, as I eventually intercede, believing with God, trusting. Man, I can even bring some of my friends, trusting that this meeting will one day happen. And one day, it will happen. And so that is the heart. That is a desire that I pray and we are looking at this. And so what am I to do? Romans 8.26 says, I can ask the Holy Spirit for a specific direction in prayer. It could be a scripture to stand on, right? It could be a specific need in their life. Or a barrier that's stopping them. A barrier that's stopping them from meeting God. Let me tell you. You are interceding with the help of the great intercessor. Google, one of the largest tech companies in the world, doesn't need help to broker a deal. It just needs someone to represent it accurately. My role as an intercessor is to go to God and ask, how can I make this connection effective and successful? But not only is the breakthrough a connection, the breakthrough is also realizing that it's an honor to be in the gap. You know something, guys, in this year of breakthrough, God doesn't only want to do something in me, God also desires to do something with me and through me. In Ezekiel chapter 22, it says God is searching. And it is such a privilege to be picked by God. Genesis chapter 18 verse 17 says, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? Abraham was not only told by God what God intended to do in Sodom and Gomorrah, he took his opportunity to bargain. He took his opportunity to bargain. He took his opportunity to say, God, there are 50. Lord, what if there are 40 who are righteous? He kept interceding. He kept making sure these two can be brought closer. Why? He said, will you kill the righteous and the unrighteous together? Lord, save 
God not only promised to save the righteous, he promised to save the whole nation by interceding. So he, he bargains God down. You know, have you guys ever gone to Maasai Market and you bargain, you hear someone says a thousand shillings and then you say 800 and then they so quickly say, that's fine. And you're like, oh, I should have bargained more. That was too fast. Abraham. Man, remember guys, Pastor John said, had the shameless audacity to ask for more. Guys, it's an honor that I get to be in the gap. It's an honor. So what will I do? Because of this honor, I will take every opportunity that comes my way to intercede for someone else because it's a great privilege to be selected by the King of Kings. It is a great privilege to be selected by the King of Kings. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to thank God for this opportunity. God, you could use me to make sure this works. Thank you. I will take my opportunity as soon as I can. You know, intercession is not defined or confined only to prayer. It's also what God tells me and my obedience to do what God tells me. It's God prompting you to invite a friend to church. So you're trying to bring them together and God says, you know what? I want you to invite them to church. So you go and you ask, hey, would you like to come to church with me? And they say, yes. Oh, come on. That meeting is being brought closer and closer. So take every opportunity. You know, I remember once I'm in Chandarana. And at Chandarana, God says, I'm walking by. You know how you do your shopping, Kawaida? You're just walking. And God says, you see that attendant? Go tell that attendant that I love him and I want to show him mercy. Uh, you know, I'm part of this generation where it is already weird. People always prefer their personal space. So as I'm going, God says, go tell him. <laughs> I'm like, God, someone else can do that. <laughs> but God says it again. He's a young man. And I said, okay, stop. I'm going to obey. I come to him and I say, hi, how are you? My name is Sammy Fighter. I am born again. And I have something to tell you. God loves you. And God wants to show you his mercy. Have a lovely day. <laughs> Can you imagine how I love that guy? No, I actually, I invited him to church. <laughs> and I did. And so, contending is me realizing that I have the honor to be in this group. So, every opportunity that comes, because of the honor I have that I've been selected, I will take every opportunity. But not only will I take the opportunity, I will go the extra mile. I will go the extra mile. Abraham went the extra mile. You and I can go the extra mile. It's not just one prayer. Interceding is not just one prayer. It can be more than one. It can be a season of prayer. It can be some decades of prayer. But I'm going to go the extra mile. May I not be discouraged. May I not lose hope or faith that this is not working. I will continue to pray until this meeting happens. Abraham had the honor to contend with God for five people. He was the person brokering the deal and standing in the gap for the righteous. When we see the headlines that Google bought ways, we don't realize that there was someone, someone nameless, right? contending with both companies until the deal was struck. People may never know 
I had a part to play in someone else's story. But what an honor that I helped them break through to victory. This leads us to our last point. And our last point is reward is in the gap. Luke chapter 15 verse 10 says, In the same way, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of angels over one sinner who repents. Church, there is very little that comes close to the joy of when someone you've been interceding for, someone you've been praying for, someone you've been travailing for, finally meets with God and they reconcile. Very little compares to that joy. I can tell you of days when I see someone who've been praying for, they come to Christ. Man, that just changes my life. It just builds me up. I'm so excited for them. You'd think it's me. But that's a reward for me that I can get to see that, that that joy I can get to experience with them. But the reward is not only when someone finally comes to the Lord, but what he does in me through the process. Because guys, when I start praying, when I start interceding, hope is rekindled. Someone who I thought was so lost, hope is rekindled. And how I pray, guys, just like God rekindled my heart for Kenya, that for some of us today, as you start praying or as you continue to pray, for those who you're believing for, that your hope will be rekindled. Perspectives and attitudes are changed or adjusted. My faith is built up. Compassion increases. Now, can you think about this? Think about the commission of the guy who was part of this $1.2 business. Just think about it. At every time we are interceding, we are gaining something, even in our own lives. And sometimes you can think, well, it's going to take so long. But can I tell you guys, once had a mother say this to me, and truly this has changed my life. He says, she said, even if my children do not respond to salvation, I will not stop praying because I believe that my intercession will reach my grandchildren. She didn't stop at her children. She saw generations after her. She's like, it may not work here, but God, you're faithful. I'll keep praying because the next generation needs us to pray. Church, the Lord is asking, the Lord is searching for those who will stand in the gap. Will I accept this responsibility? Therefore, according to our main scripture, God is urging us today to let intercession be made for all men. As I've been praying, I don't know who you've been seeing. As I've been sharing, I don't know who you've been seeing. Because I want us to do something practical right now. I want us to stand in the gap. I want us to be in the gap and broker this deal. I want you to pray and ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, please, can you give me one thing? One thing that I can pray for this guy. Lord, help me bring this young man, young woman, my mother, old man, old woman, shopkeeper, whoever it is. Lord, can you bring them closer to you? And so who it is, I don't know who it is who is in your gap. Who is on this other side of the seat? I don't know who it is. 
And I want us to pray for them. I want you to speak on behalf of them. Father, I thank you. And I bless you, Lord, for all those names that have been mentioned. Lord, you are a faithful God. Lord, you are a strong God. Lord, you are able to do, my God, exceedingly above all that we can ever ask or think. And so, Lord, as we bring all these people to you, Lord, as a church, my God, we commit them to you, asking you that, Lord, this meeting will one day, my God, Jesus, as we continue to pray, it will happen and reconciliation shall be found in the house of God. I pray and I ask you, Jesus, that, Lord, you would turn our hearts, my God, continually to pray for those who are lost. Help us to intercede. For it's in the name of Jesus, I do pray and believe. Amen and amen. Thank you, church. We can give God praise even before it has happened. Because you know what? We trust. We know who's on the other side. We can speak it in faith. Amen. Church, let's go out and let's intercede in our world. Let's go and make some meetings happen this week in Jesus' name.